ho, ho. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yes, it is time. It is New World Next Year 2021. That special episode, the final edition of New World Next Week for the year, in which we take a look at the year that was and look forward to the year that will be. And generally, this involves getting dolled up in a tie and getting all fancy, but I decided to change things up. I wear a tie all the time, so I'm going to do something different and wear an ugly Christmas sweater. But uh, James, thank you for getting dressed up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say, I did not get the memo about you not wearing a tie this time. So I am James Evan Pilato from MediaMonarchy.com. This is our big New World Next Year year closer the main difference with these episodes, aside from amusing attire, is the only episode of the year where we don't know what the other one is going to talk about at all. And we've been doing New World next week for 11 plus years now. James, it's, to think about it, it took us a couple of years to kind of figure out what we wanted to do, what felt best for our kind of year-end episodes. I think early on we kind of imitated a, a project-censored, kind of most censored stories, but it never exactly felt right. And the way we've kind of worked it out these last, I don't know how many years, we basically each pick our story of this current year and pick a trend slash prediction for the coming year. So, James, you actually went first last year, so I will kick it off for this year. So if we were doing this, say, like 19 years ago, we'd just say, well, what part of the 9-11 war of terror scam is your story of the year? As as was joked in my in my chat very recently, now that the full new psyop is on, I wonder if the story of the year is COVID, somebody said in my chat. And I said, yeah, but what part? So my trend prediction for 2020, won't somebody please think of the pediatric political props talking about essentially children being used as political props for social astroturf kind of movements? I think now looking back on my prediction for 2020, essentially made just exactly one year ago, it indeed was a prop. It is a weaponized, politicized prop, and I think it's basically infantilized the globe. Indeed, it is the mask. There's no way I couldn't make the mask my story for 2020. I've talked about my run-ins with the masquerade this past year at the grocery store. I've talked about it here on All New World Next Week. But never before, again, have not sick people been locked down. This is complete and utter madness. The most ridiculous thing I've possibly seen in my 43 years. But... I think maybe what really kind of just snapped it all into focus for me these last couple of months was when I was reminded about and then did some reading on how masks have been used, masks and torture have been used throughout history. I was reminded of a story and, of course, maybe more importantly, the photographs that accompanied the story from The Guardian, May 4th, 2013, Open letter from former Guantanamo prisoners, former inmates of the notorious prison, say Obama must make good on his claim to one it closed. Spoiler, of course, it doesn't. But you look at these photos again, and it's been a long time since we've looked at the Gitmo kind of war of terror photos. But look at these photos again and see the so-called terrorists. They're all wearing face masks, man. They've got them all wearing face masks. Oh, why aren't the guards wearing face masks? Wouldn't they want to protect themselves from those dirty, dirty, viral terrorists? No, not if it's not about safety and it is about control. So going back to 2013, 
14 Years of Injustice, Guantanamo Bay, from Amnesty International. And going along right with that, even further back in time, Fighting Terrorism with Torture, from 2003, a study from the National Institutes of Health, which talks about some of the torture techniques. There was one kind of pull quote that jumped out at me. This involved ventilation by nasal mask, with the ventilator turned off to provide transient suffocation. This essentially ties in with what is basically waterboarding. And again, look at these photos. All the dudes have masks on. None of the army men have masks on. You'd think if this were a real thing, if they were worried about some transmission, that they would have masks on. So what really then kind of brings it all together for me, James, and I was just only just going over this the last couple of months on the Morning Monarchy show, is it? When you're in the eye of the storm, I suppose it's sometimes hard to maybe discern exactly what's going on. Scamdemic lockdowns are just the latest use of time-tested psychological warfare techniques from the Cold War to the War of Terror. I got turned on to something a few months ago called the Bitterman Report of 1956. And that would be Dr. Alfred Bitterman, medical doctor, presented his report to the New York Academy of Medicine November 13th, 1956. And it was all about the techniques used by the communists, the Chai Coms, the Koreans to brainwash and torture captured American servicemen and make them psychological and physical prisoners. So he essentially put together this chart of coercion. And we can run down the chart very quickly. And, of course, everything, as always, that we mentioned, always included in your show notes. Communist coercive methods for eliciting individual compliance. And they list things like isolation, monopolization of perception, induced debility and exhaustion, threats, occasional indulgences, demonstrate omnipotence, degradation, and enforcing trivial demands. So this is something essentially, again, Researchers looked at it in the 50s and said, oh, this is what the commies are doing. Then Amnesty International 20 years ago said, this is what the war of terror is doing. And now we look at this research and it's exactly the same thing again. The chart of coercion pretty much looks exactly like what's been going on with the masks, James. And again, as the powers that shouldn't be, whether it's marketing or products or widgets or anything, it needs a good sort of symbol. And I think the mask is the most weaponized symbol of 2020, period. James. Yeah, excellent. Very, very good observation. The symbol of 2020. And it works both figuratively and what it represents, but also literally. uh, It works on every level. And it also implies all of the things about the year that we're living through. uh, The degradation of bodily autonomy and the the imposition of social distancing as the new norm um, and literally masking yourself. It's also the muzzle, of course, as has been observed, um, the muzzle on free speech that uh, goes along with this. So, yeah, absolutely. It's the symbol of 2020. You'd be hard pressed to think of a better symbol for this year. So before I, I'll throw it back to you, James, I'll, I'll let you and, and everybody else know your trend prediction for 2020 that you made just one year ago. Corporate Reports 2020 trend prediction. It's the end of the Internet as we've known it. How do you feel about that? And now how do you feel about 2020, James? Yeah, uh, I wish I was wrong. I wish this was not uh, coming true. Um, yeah, I've been thinking about both of our trend predictions for the year, for the entire year. And I don't know why, but I have had that in the back of my head all year. Um, 
and I would say with regards to your trend prediction, children as political props, I think it was a pretty a, a pretty good prediction to make, knowing that we were going into the selection cycle and seeing the Greta story and other things that had popped up last year. But fascinatingly, interestingly enough, I think you're, you were exactly right about that. It's just the demographic was flipped on its head. For once, instead of, won't somebody think of the children, it was, won't somebody people think of the people who are literally at death's door, reaching the end of their life at life expectancy, which is bizarre. I mean, unpredictable. Who could have predicted that in particular? Although there is a sort of demographic logic to it. As you get the baby boomer generation just now starting to hit the bleeding edge of that life expectancy, and now this disease comes along that's going to take people just as they reach the age of life expectancy, as they would naturally be expected to die. (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely some forethought that went into all of this. But anyway, um, so I think you were right, just kind of in the inverted way. Um, With regards to my prediction, again, unfortunately, um, startlingly true. Again, not a difficult prediction to make, knowing that 2016 was the real unleashing of the the Russian hacking meme, the, the fake news idea, all of that swirling around the 2016 selection circus. It, you didn't have to go out very far on a limb to say that 2020 selection circus would involve some measure of that. I just couldn't have predicted it would have involved the scamdemic and all of this. So, um, but yes, uh, for the first, uh, and I will say with regards to my 2021, uh, sorry, my story of the year for 2020, I will say, Again, as as you did, I mean, what aspect of this, of this story, of the COVID story, do you want to choose? And my mind boggles at it because it's the kind of thing where uh, several years from now, we'll be able to look back and say that was the story of the year or that was the most important thing or that emerged there. And who knows what that will be? It could be the World War Three scenario. We'll look back and go, oh, well, that's when the China thing really kicked off or whatever. Or it could be we look back and go, well, that's the year that this, the central bank digital currency and the, the new global system or the new biometric international biometric ID system or whatever it is. So it's hard to say in this moment exactly you know, which of these aspects is the, the one in play. So I'm just going to take my 2020 prediction trend of uh, the the end of the internet and use that as the story of the year, just as one of the windows into this ongoing unfolding medical martial law, scamdemic, all of this, Um, because it does provide at least a window into that. Again, represented by the mask muzzle, the end of free speech as we have known it. Um, We have reached a point where literally you cannot say certain things uh, online, or at least not in the controlled spaces online, on the controlled platforms that are dangled out in front of us, uh, without being uh, censored, if not removed all altogether. So, um, as we, uh, again, as as we entered into 2020, and I was thinking about this tr- trend prediction, I was, I was going to head it off, I was going to have it all collected, and I was starting to collect all the stories in my folder, for, uh, my, I have the internet folder for, uh, that I put all that research in and I was collecting all the stories. Oh, internet blockage here, shutdown here, that kind of thing. As if I'd have to uh, compile this big list of evidence. And then we enter into this and they start scrubbing all the main alt media channels and they start cracking down and they start doing all these ridiculous edicts of what you can and can't say online. And I'm like, oh, okay, I don't think I need to really compile my list anymore. Um, But you could look back through this year and just see all of the moves that are just off the charts crazy. And uh, of course, some of them directly involve the selection circus there in the United States. One that particularly is 
incredible to think about, the New York Post having their Twitter account suspended for daring to publish an article about a story that now, retroactively, they're saying, oh yeah, well, actually it was true. But at the time, we wouldn't even let one of the largest newspapers in the United States be on Twitter to publish links to their own article reporting on this actual story that we now admit was real. Yeah, okay, there was something to that story. That is that is so incredible. That is truly so... I mean, obviously, for people who follow our work and who know what's what, that's to be expected in a certain sense. But to any normie who doesn't see what just happened there in that story alone and not understand the deeper structure of this mediated environment that we're in, I don't know what to say. Um, so I will just point people back to all of the various coverage I've done on this topic over the year. Perhaps most notably, the Library of Alexandria is on fire talking about this. This is what this is about. This is the historical record. Now that we live in a digitized age, it's all taking place online. And when they're able to censor, just completely remove information that they don't like from the internet, we start to lose the historical record of what actually happened in 2020. And as more and more channels get taken down and more and more information gets taken down, then eventually, years from now, looking back on it, Will our children be able to look back on 2020 and have any idea of what was really going on or not? This is not a joke. This is not a game. This truly is the historical record that is being scrubbed from under our nose right now if we rely on the controlled platforms. And that is, I guess, if anything good can be taken out of this story of 2020, the end of the internet as we've known it. It's, well, it's the creation of something new. And we have a part to play in that creation of something new. And so we have seen the rise of alternative platforms this year. Suddenly everyone, or at least 90% of the public, are aware of and at least thinking about and talking about alternative platforms. Many, 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 many of which have arisen this year or have really grown this year. Not only the ones that we have talked about and used for years, the bit shoots and mines and libraries and what have you, but new uh, iterations of this. Uh, brand new tube and parlor and a billion other things, which I, I question on a number of levels, but at the very least, it is opening the public's mind and, and uh, to the possibility of creating new places. We don't have to go to YouTube. We don't have to use Facebook. We don't have to congregate on Twitter. We can branch out. We can create new alternatives. So that's the little little positive ray that we can take from all of this. But yes, it, the destruction of the internet as we've known it is one way to get a handle on what has been going on this year. So I'm going to put that in for my story of 2020. Excellent. I actually, James, for the first time, I had a video removed from the aforementioned Gulag GooTube. It's almost a four-year-old video. May 4th, 2017. I believe it had something like Pedogate TV in the title. So, of course, it had to be completely removed from the platform because you can't have weirdos like me talking about how a TV show named Law & Order rushed out an episode about Pizzagate and about how dangerous those internet weirdos are and in other news, a director of Law & Order arrested for child porn. They don't like people talking about that stuff. They What did they call it? Cyberbullying and harassment is the reason they took that video down. I didn't cyberbully or harass anybody, but of course that doesn't matter. We've also talked recently about how 
archive.org, one of, I think, the long-time kind of pillars of the Internet, have announced they're going to go back into their archives and basically fact-check history. And if that doesn't bring up 1984 and talk about physical media, all those sorts of things, it is all just right there. James, in this morning, on my morning show, you can people can go check this out right now. Go to the CDC and go look up their article about the Tuskegee syphilis experiment. And guess what's at the top of it? This article is currently under review by the CDC to verify it's blah, blah, blah. So something we've known for decades and decades about the misdeeds of the powers that shouldn't be suddenly, oh gosh, has to be, you know, checked out again. James, as I've been noting many, many times, jet fuel melts steel and chicken wire keeps out mosquitoes. Everything you know about science is all just thrown out the window this year. So why wouldn't we, of course, go back into the memory hole and change things? So, James, I will go into my prediction for 2021 if everything, as we've pretty much said and we've covered all this year, is seen through the lens of this new kind of biomedical security state. And if this is essentially the, the what the reboot, the sequel, whatever dumb pop culture word you want to use for the War of Terror franchise. And if my story of 2020 was the masquerade angle, I think, to the War of Bioterror, then my trend prediction for 2021, of course, is going to be affected by the scamdemic, too. Affected unlike all those Bezos boxes and your mail and all those fiery, peaceful protests. The Rona does not affect those things somehow. It only affects and infects small businesses and anything that isn't already well wedded to essentially the, the Skynet Borg. Since Dr. Gates would love for us to stay inside for what? I mean, what his new interview is talking about years. I think Fauci and Gates have essentially said, oh, you know, it might be five or seven years that we'll continue to do this. Unbelievable madness on every level. So basically, since they're going to try and keep us locked inside forever, you're going to need some stuff, some stuff that will, I believe, increasingly be delivered by the Borg Delivery Service. The Internet of Things is about getting your home all connected up so that CIA companies can, you know, listen to your family. But what about outside your gated subdivision sector? And I think that's where V2V and V2X and, of course, CV2X come from. You know, those big popular words. We've actually talked about this, James, again, nearly four years ago, going back to New World Next Week. It was our cover story. Tech experts propose driverless highways. Tech experts propose reserving stretch of I-5 for driverless vehicles. So that's a giant stretch of highway over there on the West Coast. So V2X, vehicle to everything, vehicle to vehicle would be V2V. They're basically, and not to say that they're working on it, I think it's already all essentially been constructed. Just as the Internet of Things has been constructed, I think they've essentially set up the the smart grid, all of these connections. And again, I've talked about a lot of this in the past on Media Monarchy about the possible problems with vehicle-to-everything, vehicle-to-vehicle communication. Tech industry veterans want to ban human drivers. Do you think we're getting closer to this kind of reality or further away in the year of the scamdemic? A couple of recent stories, actually, just on December 12th. FCC, and of course the FCC head here in the States has announced He's, of course, going to retire when the new guard comes in. FCC opens up the 5.9 gigahertz band for Wi-Fi and automotive applications. And you see this photo and you see it's all 
cars talking to each other's cars talking to the street lights cars talking to the street signs the intersections all of it connected all the time another real real current piece of news december 15th talking about highly integrated five gigahertz essentially antennas it shows it on the top of some car power your v2v and v2x applications this device features a output power conformally shielded compact package they've got all this stuff together you guys skyworks is the name of that company now i actually talked about a little bit of this with my pops he's like man what do you what do you think's coming for for 2021 he mentioned something called tas t-a-a-s that would be transportation as a service and I just busted out basically one of the top results when you search for transportation as a service. And it's basically a company that already knows all this stuff is coming. Again, when you see that the corporations have already configured themselves to be ready for this thing, you know it's coming. Car ownership is shrinking. The future of transportation as a service is already here, and the ramifications for the industry are endless. We can help you embrace the business opportunities created by transportation as a service as car ownership declines, allowing the transportation market to increase. So I think, again, we are only going to see this build more and more. If I can throw in two other headlines from a couple months back. Because, again, people don't use terms like V2V. It's kind of like saying, you know, stratospheric aerosolized injection. What? Oh, chemtrails. People need essentially kind of the dumbed-down plant-based buzzword. So I'll leave it off with the last two. Amazon and Federal Express push to put delivery robots on your sidewalk. That was from August of this year of the scamdemic. And if I had to basically stamp some simple, easy takeaway headline. It comes from Reason back in June of this year. Coronavirus pandemic paving the way for drone delivery services. So will they need a dark winter EMP grid hack attack to help all this along? Will they tie it in with new internet restrictions? Your, Of course, your digital vaccine passport. So I think much like all the scamdemic, they practiced all this. They wrote about it. Event 201, Dark Winter, etc. Much like the War of Terror kicked off two decades ago next year. They practiced it all. They wrote it all down. Project for a New American Century. Gosh, we sure need these things to happen. None of this stuff is essentially fresh out of the oven. It's been sitting on the table for a long time. It's the, the long con, if you will. But I think the scamdemic can and is and will continue to be used to basically further centralize control. And I think this sort of vehicle-to-vehicle technology will really become a part of the smart grid kind of Internet of Things nightmare, James. I could throw in maybe a, a, a good news one, but I'll let you comment first. Please? Good news? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah I think you're right. I think we are definitely heading in that direction. And uh, 2021, I'm sure we'll have some of that in store. And it's a trend that's been going for years, but we'll definitely be picking up steam going ahead. Um, and people who want more on this, I would suggest they go back to Welcome to Your Driverless Future that I put out a couple of years ago. And uh, I remember after putting that out, I remember... Uh, you, you noted on the next New World next week after we did that, that, oh, you've had some pushback on that, James. A lot of people saying that, uh, that this isn't going to happen for 100 years, that kind of thing. But nah, I think it's coming. I think it really is coming. And uh, it's part of that Internet of Things, as you say. And I will just put that back to that story of 2020, the end of the Internet as we've known it, with the cyber attack hacking and the downing of Google and all of this craziness that we've seen in the last, just the last week alone. 
Um, one of the stories that I saw pop up was people saying, you know, I'm sitting here in my smart home and I can't turn on my bedroom light because it's connected through my Google Home thing and that's down. So I'm starting to consider, you know, question some of these things that are going on right now. Maybe I've made some bad choices. Yeah, you think so? And now we're going to now we're going to hook up our vehicles. So they'll all be controlling, you know, being controlled and going automated and talking to other vehicles and all of this stuff. What could go wrong, right? Yeah. Anyway, I I think you're right. This is a trend. It's definitely going to pick up steam in the new year. And this is part of the you won't you'll own nothing, but you'll be happy 2030 of the Great Resetters uh, agenda, Um, transportation as a service, all of that. This is all in line exactly with the direction they're going. Uh, I'll, I'll throw in my, my good news ideas. I want to hear your, your lead prediction for 2021, James. Yeah. Yeah. Let's end with some good news. All right. Um, (laughs) trend for 2021. So, uh, sometimes as people who have watched our previous editions of this, sometimes, um, we go with predict predictions about this is going to happen. And sometimes we go with aspirational ideas. We want this to happen. So if I was going to go with a prediction, I think this is going to happen in 2021. Uh, I could, again, you don't have to go very far out on a limb. You don't have to be a genius. You don't need a crystal ball. The rise of right-wing domestic terrorism, once again, because as I know, you know, James, every time the Democrats get in power, suddenly it's the right-wing extremists. Ah, you know, they're the boogeyman. And then the right-wing gets in power and suddenly it's those damn bearded terrorists on the other side of the world. We need... In the end, of course, they're both just coming after you and your family and your rights, but they have different boogeymen to accomplish it. So definitely you are going to see more about the radicalization of these crazy right-wing conspiracy theorists in 2021. But I am not going to make that prediction. (laughs) I mean, it's there, and I think that's going to happen. But my trend for 2021 is an aspirational one, because we need that right now more than ever, literally more than I have ever seen in my life. We need an aspiration for next year. And so I'm calling this the People's Reset. Because uh, the reset button has been pushed this year. There is no unpushing that button. There is no unringing that bell, as they say. The great resetters are telling you right to your face. They are not hiding it. This is not conspiracy theory. They are telling you the reset button is being pushed. Life will never go back to normal, whatever you thought that was. We are transforming the world. They are coming right out and saying it. So we don't really have a choice here. Either we will go along with the Great Reset agenda and be pushed into this transformation into the fourth industrial revolution and the V2V and transhuman upgrades and all of that crap. Everything that we know is coming that they've been openly talking about for years and years is coming. So, or we have a people's reset and we actually change uh, the, or derail or misdirect or whatever. We do something to this agenda so that it does not go in that direction. Um, So what does that mean? What does that look like? What do we do? Well, that's going to be something that we determine. Either we put our time, our energy, our efforts into changing the way our lives are heading, or we just lay down and accept the agenda and basically face the end of humanity. So I would say, again, this is an aspirational uh, trend for 2021, and I have a part to play in this, as does everyone who's listening to me. So I'm going to say that 
the work that I'm doing next year, there will be substantive and noticeable changes to the work that I'm doing next year, um, including new, new series, new ways of looking at things, new ways of doing things at the Corbett Report that uh, I will be rolling out in the new year and we'll go from there. And I have my ideas, but I am also open to changing ideas and changing plans because uh, I think we have to be open and flexible with this. But we have to change the way we've been doing things, the way we've been thinking about things, the way we are going to affect real change in this world and what kind of change we want. Even thinking about those ideas is extremely important right now because, again, this is not something we can think some years in the future. No, they are locking down humanity. They are going to start forcing vaccines into your body. They are telling you about transhuman upgrades and all of this craziness is happening right now. We do not have time to nitpick and ninny and, oh, well, you're not doing it the right way, and, oh, I I don't like that. No, we have to start doing things. So I'm going to start doing things in a different way next year, and I invite and encourage people to start uh, joining in with that, and we'll see what form it takes in the new year. But anyway, if we do not have a people's reset and start drastically changing the way that we are cooperating with and participating in the systems of control, then we lose our control forever and always. And um, I can't say how this is going to end, but I can tell you at the very least, I'm going to go down fighting. And I hope people uh, will do that with me. Absolutely. James, isn't it? I don't know if irony is the word, but you and I got to meet in real life last year in person. And we've been the guys doing these weird apartment news shows flip the calendar and suddenly everybody's doing weird apartment news shows. And I find people in alternative media that have been in it and at it for a long, long time. We're all just trying to meet up in real life anymore, man. There's nothing I love more than seeing in my chat community where media monarchy members have met up in real life and they'll post a picture of themselves there. And it's like, you guys look like brothers that had never met. It's just, it's friggin' amazing. And I love it. And I think that's going to be more of the move. So James, I think my, my good news prediction that I can kind of tack on here, and I already typed all this out before you just did your prediction. My good news prediction slash antidotes would be that in response to the scamdemic, more and more people are leaving the rigged game and doing more in real life with real people and real food. And of course, real physical media but i also joke i think i kind of try and predict that maybe every year so again just there's worse aspirational things to tag on to the end of these year-end episodes james yes and on the physical media note uh as people know i just released a podcast on that you were a a gracious guest there talking about physical media and i announced the bill gates dvd Uh, I'd like to say that was a smashing success. I got a ton of orders, so I have stopped sale for now, and we'll send those orders out hopefully in the next week or so. I know you're still waiting on a delivery of some DVDs so that you can start shipping out to people in the U.S., but hopefully next week we'll start shipping that out, and uh, we'll see how it goes. If that works, then I'll be selling more DVDs next year, so let's see how that works. But yeah, physical media is one of the things that we need to be concentrating on as the digital library continues to burn. And isn't again, that that'd be the great irony that as all of this essentially burns down, we, all of us, we and the us, we all start to meet up in the real world and start to trade physical things. And, you know, we're using 
the postal service to send and barter and pretty much keep each other going. James, James what's the speaking? opposite of social distancing? We need a snappy term for it. Social closening? <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll send that to marketing. We'll have yeah. something uh, good. <laughs> Any ideas? Leave them in the comments, please. Speaking of the post office box, we have been using my North American post office box for folks that want to support New World next week and want to support Corbett Report, but don't do the digital money thing. They can send money orders and checks made out to James Evan Pilato. I then use that digital avenue to send that money over to Corbett. James, we've been doing this for 11 years, and I think, again, we're still looking at ways to try and build and grow. And some of those ways are wild, new, progressive things, and then some are actually just the classics that we've maybe kind of lost sight of. James, 11 plus years doing New World Next Week, my friend. I love and appreciate you. Thank you so much. I likewise, I likewise very much appreciate this, and I appreciate the work that you're doing at Media Monarchy. I appreciate the people out there who literally make this possible, and uh, together we're either going to change the world or we're going to be changed along with it, and uh, it's up to us. So let's uh, let's plow on into the new, new year. Uh, I'm going to be taking a couple weeks off. I think you're going to be taking a couple weeks off after the craziest year I have ever seen in my life and uh, hopefully recharge the batteries so that we ha can tackle the 2021 together. James, thank you again for all the work you've done this year. Looking forward to doing it again next year. Thank you so much, my friend. Take care.